kids, welcome to God's Story for Kids. This is a place just for you, and we're so glad you're here. Each week, we get to dive deeper into the Bible and see what awesome message God has for us. I'm your host, Henry. You can call me Hank. And I'm sophisticated, Sophie for short. Today, we're Sophie, going... Sophie, Sophie, my socks are wet. Ew, gross. Why? I tried to stop the water. You tried to stop water with your socks? Don't be ridiculous, Sophie. You can't stop water with your socks. I tried to stop it with my feet. Okay, and why did you think you could stop water with your feet? It's biblical. I'm not following you, Hank. Well, you know how we've been talking about the Israelites. God helped Moses lead them out of Egypt, and then they wandered in the desert for 40 years, complaining and being all sorts of ungrateful. Right. God was leading them to the promised land. Well, I finally got to the part in my Bible where they get to the promised land. Okay, and how did you get from that to your socks being wet? I think you'll get the picture if we just read this story straight from the Bible, Sophie. It's right here in the book of Joshua, chapter 3. When the Israelites are just about to enter the land God had promised them 40 years earlier, but there was a river in the way. Moses had died, and the Israelites had a new leader, Joshua. Take a look. Joshua said to the priests, Take the Ark of the Covenant, cross over the river ahead of the people. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great man to all the Israelites, so the people will know I am with you just as I was with Moses. Tell the priest to go to the edge of the Jordan River and stand in the water. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, The priests will carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord into the Jordan River ahead of you. When they enter the water, the river will stop flowing. The water will be stopped. It will stand up in a heap as if a dam were there. During harvest, the Jordan is flooded, so the river was at its fullest. The priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant came to the edge of the river. And they stepped into the water. And just at that moment, the water stopped flowing. It stood up in a heap a great distance away. So the people crossed the river where the ground became dry. The priests carried the Ark of the Covenant to the middle of the river and they stopped. They waited there while all the people of Israel walked across. They crossed the Jordan River on dry land. So you see, Sophie, I thought if I walked into the river, the water would stop flowing like it did for the Israelites. Hmm, I'm pretty sure this happened in the Bible because God commanded it. Did God tell you to walk into the river so he could keep his promise to his people, Hank? Well, no. Exactly. The Bible is filled with miraculous things and definitely tells us how we should live our lives. But that doesn't mean we can do every single thing we read about. It's all about what God commands. Sophie. Hank. Sophie, you just used one of my favorite words. I did? Yes, You said the Bible is filled with miraculous things, and I love miracles. Oh, me too. Can you explain for all our listeners what a miracle is, Hank? Definitely. It's the white stuff you put on a turkey sandwich. Are are you talking about 
Miracle Whip? Yup. Mmm, so good. Nope, not that. Okay, let me try again. In the 1980 Winter Olympics, the United States was playing Russia in hockey. Russia was the best team in the world, and the United States wasn't supposed to have any chance to win the game. So there they were in the semifinals, and the United States was playing the game up to their lives. Up four to three in the third period with the clock winding down, the TV announcer said the following, Do you believe in miracles? Yes! And that's what a miracle is. When your team isn't supposed to win, they do. Well, that sounds really cool, Hank, but I'm not sure that's the best description of a miracle either. It isn't? Uh, oh, how about we ask my friend Mel to tell us instead? She's our prayer minister at Hope, and she has seen some incredible miracles. Great idea. Mel, what do you have for us today? Miracles are really cool, and they don't happen all the time. In fact, they're pretty special. So... I love looking at God's Word and looking at all the miracles. Jesus did miracles, but other people did miracles too. So one of my favorite miracles is when Jesus is with a group of people and they need to eat. They've been hanging out with him and they realize they don't have any food. So the disciples say to him, hey Jesus, we need to feed these people. And so they brought to Jesus the only food they could find which actually was from a kid. He had two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus looked at that and said, I can feed over 5,000 people with this little bit of food. That's pretty cool. And you know what? Because Jesus does what he says he'll do, he did it. He took that little bit of food and fed a whole bunch of people. That is a miracle. Oh, I get it now. So a miracle is something special that only God can do. Can I give you another example of a miracle from the Bible, Sophie? Sure, let's hear it. Well, we talked about the Israelites walking across the Jordan River from the Old Testament, but there's another story from the New Testament I was thinking about. It's about Jesus. And because Jesus is God's son, he is a miracle worker. So which Jesus miracle story are you thinking about? It's about a woman who had been sick for a long time in Luke chapter 8. Here it is. It says, Jesus was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she reached out and touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she couldn't stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of Jesus. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Wow, I can't believe she was sick for 12 years. That's a long time. Yeah, but she hoped all she had to do was just touch Jesus's robe and she could be healed. And she was right. It was a miracle, something only God could do. There you go, Hank. Now you got it. Isn't that way better than a sports team winning? Yeah, it is. But I still like when my team wins, too. 
Hey, Sophie, do you think God still does miracles today? I definitely think so. In fact, there's this kid I know in our very own church family who has an amazing miracle story. Hey, Mel, can you tell us Josie's story? There is a cool kid at Hope that has a great miracle story that I would love to tell you about. Her name is Josie. And when Josie was little, they realized that she couldn't hear out of her ears. She had to get hearing aids. And so she went to the doctor and they did all the tests. They realized that Josie had some hearing loss. And so her mom and dad said, let's get Josie some hearing aids. And they did, and it was great. But one day at dance class, Josie's friends decided that they wanted to pray for her hearing. And they thought it would be cool to ask God to heal her ears. So after dance class, they gathered in the parking lot and they prayed a very quick prayer. Jesus, please heal Josie's ears. And then they all went to McDonald's. Guess what? A few weeks later, Josie went back to the doctor and the doctor looked at her ears and they did all the tests and they discovered that Josie's ears had been healed. And guess what? To this day, Josie no longer wears hearing aids. Isn't that cool? Wow, wow, wow. I love that story. It is so incredible to hear how God is still doing miracles today. Yes, it is. God is always on the move. But if I'm being honest, Hank, I don't always understand what he's up to. I mean, I've had times where I prayed for a miracle and I didn't see one. What do you mean, Sophie? Well, I've prayed for people I love to be healed and they weren't. Some of them even died. So why doesn't God give all of us the miracles we ask for? That sounds like another good question for Mel. Let's see what she says. Miracles can be kind of confusing. And I know that sometimes when I have prayed for people, people that I love, people that I've been related to, they haven't been healed or things haven't happened the way that I would like them to happen. That's kind of the mystery of God. And it's hard because we are asking God for things and we want him to respond in the way that we want him to respond. Much like if we're asking for something from our parents and we want something and they say, sometimes they say no, sometimes they say wait, and sometimes they say yes. And that's kind of the same with God. We don't know all the reasons why, but here's what we do know. When a very good friend of mine passed away, I was very, very sad and it didn't make sense to me. So I prayed and I asked God, Lord, would you please talk to me about this? And then in my heart, I felt like he said, Melissa, I know this doesn't make sense, but just keep talking with me. And also, I know that even though my friend died, that they are in heaven and they are healed in heaven. So we can be assured that God says that we will be healed in heaven and we will be. So miracles are a mystery of God And we won't always understand them, but we do know we can always talk to God about anything, even our questions, doubts, or disappointments. Thanks, Mel. It's always good to have someone to ask our questions to. You know, Sophie, one thing I love about the story of the Israelites crossing the Jordan River and the woman reaching out to touch Jesus' robe 
is that those people didn't just hang around waiting for something to happen. They stepped out in faith before they knew how it would work out. You're right. They trusted God so much. I want to be like that too because Jesus is a miracle worker. Hey, maybe this is where your story connects with God's story too, kids. How is God calling you to step out in faith? Can you be praying for someone who needs healing? Is there someone at school who God is nudging you to show kindness to? Do you see a problem in the world that you want to help fix? Maybe God wants to work a miracle through you or in your own life because there's power in Jesus. No matter what's going on, kids, always remember that you matter. You are loved and you are part of God's story. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of God's Story for Kids. It's easy to find us here each week by hitting the subscribe button and then let your friends know how much you love it. And if you're looking for more ways to plug into Lutheran Church of Hope's annual theme, The Whole Holy Bible in a Year, check out our website for weekly family devotions and other resources for kids and adults. And if you're local, we hope to see you at Hope Kids on weekends and Wednesdays. We'll see you next week. God loves you.